G'day Cobbers and uh, welcome to our a late night edition of the uh, Three Points In podcast. Uh, it's 9.41 on uh, Wednesday night. Trade period ended a little over an hour ago and I'm joined by Zach. How you doing? Good to have you back. Thank you. And uh, we're here to dissect all the trades. Uh, yeah. Interesting interesting like a little late flourish in the last half hour basically trade deadline. all the deals that we're going to get done did yeah but like a lot of stuff we're hearing about in the news for, for a long time as well even stuff up. that we heard in the news that wasn't going to happen happened so yeah but i don't think there's been this much this much movement of good players in a very long time yeah it's like a, a lot of um a lot of clubs obviously trying to find that like last little piece of the the puzzle to like complete their teams I think. Or if you're Freeman or trying to find any puzzle to fit you. Yeah exactly or if you're, or if you're Gold Coast just um absolute fire sale. What is going on up there like do you reckon that they have like. And GWS too. Yeah. yeah. But at least GWS still got like good players left over. They'll still Go- be pro- quite competitive but Gold Coast. Gold Coast Jesus. like. Carlton this year, people say Carlton this year were bad. They're gonna be. They're gonna, they're be, gonna worse. be really bad. Yeah, they well, could they be just worse. Lost, they just lost their two most, probably their two of their most important players. They lost their two captains. And their spine is gone now. They lost Cole Jadney. <laughs> they lost Hall. Yeah. Like, May. May. Lynch. <laughs> Lynch. <laughs> like, who's their best player? Swallow. Oh. I don't know. Like. Oh, like it's not a good time for it's kind of like when um, Frio first came about in the AFL and they were doing like weird weird trades you look back on it just make no sense I had Trent, Trent Crowe for Sam Mitchell and Luke Hodge <laughs> like just absolute like absurd crazy trades that like almost seem like they're trying to hurt themselves more than build the club up it's kind of what Gold Coast seems to be doing they are pretty right much. now like it's not good. Maybe it's just a, like a, like people just don't want to live and play in the Gold Coast. Well, um, speaking of people don't want to live and play in the Gold Coast, uh, did you see two of the guys in the draft, like Lacocious and someone else, both from South yeah. Australia, Port Adelaide said to Gold, like Port Adelaide actually told, like released a statement to Port Adelaide mm. and said. We will go after these players when their contract is up, like straight away. They're from South Australia. They're from South Australia. Yeah. It's like, they, basically, I think that would have come from the players' management. Yeah. To, like, they obviously, who would want to go to Gold Coast at this point? They're going nowhere. No. They don't. They literally lost any, like, any of their. They don't have anyone really in their prime anymore. Like, they don't have. Do they have any good youth coming up, really? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, it's just, it's really is Lockie, sad. Is Lockie Weller their best player? Oh. They gave up the farm for him. He might be their best player. I didn't even know, like, any of their players, really, anymore. Like, I know Swallow. Swallow's been there for God knows how long. Like, He's been there for, yeah. He's been there for a while. He, I think he was there, wasn't he, like, their first number one draft pick? Yeah, he was. With Lynch, too. Yeah. Like... 
He'd have to be their captain next year. They get no crowds. Gold Coast as a, as a place to live is pretty... I reckon would like, be kind of crap. You can talk about how like they've got picks two, three, six. But they've had so many picks. They haven't, done the any, like, <laughs> they haven't done anything. They've drafted good players like O'Meara, like yep, stuff, but gone. they've all left. Clinch, gone. Mate, gone. And they haven't recruited anyone from any other club that has been... Like Riscatelli. How they haven't? They must have... Because Ablett's gone now as well. Like, they must have so much money in the bank. How come they aren't being, like, really aggressive in their recruitment? Why aren't they trying to... They probably think no one wants to go there. Why aren't they doing what, like, North Melbourne's doing? Like, sure, North gets rejected. Gold Coast might get rejected too, but they should at least be trying. They should at least be going out and recruiting players so that they can develop you. You can't just, like, chuck in a whole bunch of kids into a team that's going to get smacked every week. Oh, but they did recruit. Oh, they got... They got... uh... Nick no. Malcheski, ring any bells? Oh. Prime player he was, Nick Malcheski, the Gold Coast. Uh, Jared Riscatelli. Uh, Jared Brennan. Oh. Jared Harborough. Nathan Ablett. Oh my god. Like, fold the club. No. Yeah, pack them up. No, pack them up. Move them to the Northern Territory. Yeah, move them to Darwin or something. Mo- <laughs> like, move them to the Northern Territory because Tasmania, like, realistically, I don't think is big enough to have a team. And they have... And North's just committed to playing four games a year there now. Yeah, and so, so do Hawthorne. they've increased it to one. One more, one more game, so from three to four. Is Hawthorne done the same as well? Oh, I think Hawthorne plays three or four, I think. Like, yeah. So that's what... Well, they already, se- yeah. That's seven games a year in Tasmania. Yeah. And, like, if they had their own club, they'd be getting 11 games a year, so... But they would still be splitting it between yeah, Monsester so and much, Hobart. Yeah, Which is what's happening now, like... Darwin should have a team. Give him Gold Coast. Just, It'd be awesome if Darwin had a team. Just ship him lock, stock and barrel to Gold Coast. No one's going to shed a tear. <laughs> they're, probably going to, they're probably going to complain that they've spent all this money for this, for this like the stadium and the everything. AFL won't do it because they, yeah, they built that stadium basically. They put a lot of money. I think they put a lot of their own money into building that stadium. I don't know how much the Queensland government contributed. Probably the majority. But Everyone saw this coming from a mile away that this wasn't going to work, yeah. and it hasn't worked. Because it's happened in so many codes, like the A-League had Gold Coast United. It happened what? to the Brisbane Bears when they were there. Yeah. Like, God. The NRL, the Gold Coast hasn't done too well. Gold Coast Titans, I think they call it. See, I guarantee, this is my prediction, I guarantee within the next three to five years they won't be in Gold Coast anymore. Yeah, you'd think so. They'll either be merged with Brisbane, or they'll move. I think they'll more they'll move before. Could you could you merge them with Brisbane? Like Brisbane had become a triple time, or like three teams would have. But been they wouldn't. Point. When I say merge, they literally would like, just. Yeah. They would just Brisbane would just swallow them because they have no history that's important enough to. Yeah. Or what Gary Ablett's Brownlow Medal? That's like the one highlight of Gold Coast tenure. Yeah. Maybe the time Carl Michael Hunt kicked that goal after the siren. That was pretty good. Yeah, like, like, okay, I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying yeah. to think of five moments, like, Gold Coast, like, Have good. they played, they played one final, right? They haven't played any they finals. They haven't played any, oh, they haven't played a final. They haven't even really come close. <sighs> like, Gary Ablett's Brownlow, like, the year, that year, uh, like, Carmichael Hunt's goal after the siren. Yeah. Uh, maybe their first win. Maybe that win against Sydney this this season, actually. Yeah. CG. Even like <laughs> if that. that's making top five, like, I mean, that's that's quite. That's a I can't win, think of. 
any like it's sad no, they've been in the shit. league now for next year will be their ninth season God, nearly a decade, and this yeah. is where they are. Worse than when they started, like. That's what I mean. At least when they started, they had the greatest player currently playing on their team. They don't have like. They probably don't even have a top fifty player now. Now that Lynch and Mayweather. What's the difference between how come the Gold Coast has been such a failure, and then like GWS have actually done well that's a and really played prelim good, finals that's a really good question does that come down to the recruiting does that come down to the I think AFL? it's partly recruiting because I think GWS were like they were criticised for a lot of their recruiting early days for buying for like recruiting a lot of like mature age players who probably were past their best um, they basically recruited a bunch of player coaches but they recruited players that were going to provide leadership that were going to like shore up areas around young players yeah. and like key young players and I think like you know obviously leadership is a big See, unlike but you can't just chuck in a whole bunch of 18 19 year olds and expect them to even com- come close to competing in the AFL yeah see unlike Gold Coast too they their big money recruits weren't old they were like 23 24 year olds like Tom Scully, Phil Davis, yeah. Callum Ward. Well, I think, yeah, they also, like, they wanted to build, like, a strong midfield. So they went all out. And, and like, Gold Coast got Gary Ablett, but who else did they get? Whereas, yeah, GWS have gone like, out and they've, they've got, they went and got, instantly the, got, like, three At good the time, midfield. they didn't have, like, they got some good players. Like, they got Nathan Bock. Like, yeah, Bock. He only played, like, two years. Then. Yeah, that's what I mean. They, they like, Riscatelli, Brennan... Harbrow, like Harbrow's still there, but like they were good players, but yeah. they, but they probably were recruiting to win now and not recruiting for the future, like they really should have. Yeah, and that's what's done them in, and all their good young draft picks have left. Now, mm. Swallow's the only one left. Like Colin Jasney, like traded Colin Jasney and made to Melbourne. I'm here to Hawthorne. Lynch to Richmond in a joke. Mm. How can Richmond afford Tom Lynch? Oh, yeah, that's a good question too. Like, can we like get access to their books? Yeah. Like, well, I think when you look at their team though, they've got like a lot of like A level talent. Yeah. But then like from after maybe four or five players, it really drops off because they've got a lot. They've got a lot of good average players. If that makes sense. Yeah. See, but they wouldn't be on that much money. They would sort of spread it out across that. The AFL is a unique sport in that the salaries aren't officially revealed to the public. Everything that we get mm. is an estimate or like a yeah. guess from like the media or the club. Like the club never officially says, okay, like they say how long it's going to be, but it's like, okay, this man's signing for this much. For this month, like it's never an official number in other sports, it is like, yeah, the media may say that he's on like 800,000 a year, but, but he may actually, yeah, he may really actually know. be on like 1.2 million, and we yeah. don't know. And they could be wrought in the salary that, cap, no one knows. Lynch to Richmond is going to be so lucrative for him, not just for his salary, but like what he's going to get through endorsements and, and his exposure, profile, too. His profile is going to be massive, and he's such a good player, too. If he plays as well as he did at the Gold Coast on a much better team. He will be, like, guaranteed the number one, like, he'll be everywhere. 
Yeah, he, like, he could be the next number one forward in the in the AFL. He probably was like if you look at the quality of the, to, if yeah. you look at the quality of the team, he probably was the number one forward in the competition. Well, we'll find out because now he's actually going to be in a good team to see what he can do. How are him and Jack Rivell? And now he's going to have to share the forward duty with uh, Jack oh, Rivell. Oh, How is him and Jack Rivell going to like coexist in the same forward line? Can that work? I think it can. Yeah. I think it can too. But well, Jack Rivell's going to play probably a deeper role, maybe. See. Richmond's game plan is kick it long. Well, one of them will play a deep goal anyway. It's kick it to Jack. Jack either yeah. marks it or brings it down. Now they can be like, okay, we may kick it to Tom or kick it to Jack. Yeah, I don't know. Who that do you think be... they'll play as a deeper role? Revolt. I would think Revolt too. He's not as good up the ground well, as Lynch's. And he's also really good on a one-on-one. -on -one. And with the new rules they've brought in, like hands in the back and that sort of thing. Yeah. That could really That's a good rule. I yeah, don't, I like have, I I don't like have any Jeez. problems with the new yeah. rules. Like, at all. Mm. I went through all. all the I think it was overall nine rule changes. Yeah. Um, and I didn't I wasn't unhappy with any of them. I was like I think they're all pretty good rules. That they're like good changes that will like actually benefit the game. Yeah, like I do too. Like Which is a surprise. <laughs> I think it'll really speed up, but like they need to do something to like increase the uh, the scoring, increase the flow. I like that you can just run out of the 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 goal square now and you don't even, you can just hand pass it too you don't need to kick it to yourself yeah you only just like run off with the ball like. I really like that too and they've, they've made it so that the I think the man on the mark has to be 10 meters back or something. yeah something which like is that. good like that's a better idea why didn't they think of that before increasing the goal square because that looks stupid yeah, yeah it looked ridiculous like a goal square that's like a third over a third yeah. of the 50 meter arc excuse me that's like not it's just it's not silly. aesthetically pleasing. No, <laughs> but moving the man back from the mark delivers the same yeah. effect yeah, and definitely. does not damage the And being the able eye. to just play on, like that's a, that's massive. Yeah, also the 50 meter uh, penalty rule too, where they can play on if there's a 50 meter penalty. Yeah. That's a good rule too, because sometimes the 50 meter penalty actually slows them down. Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought that actually. See, that sometimes like some, you could professionally give away fifty meter penalty. See, sometimes this is going real back to like, say the eighties. Kevin Sheedy, one of like if there's any older listeners out there that remember Kevin Sheedy back when Essendon were good in the eighties. It used to be a twenty-five minute. The reason it's a fifty meter penalty is because Essendon became professional. Yeah. Twenty-five meter penalty. If they the team was starting to overrun them and they were like running over the top of them, yeah. they would give away a. I think it was either 15 or 25 minutes. They'd give away basically a professional penalty. Yeah. Because that, would, that yeah. would slow the game down because they couldn't play on. Yeah. But now with this new rule, even though it's like years later, it'll stop teams from doing that. Like Modern equivalents probably Hawthorne using the rush behind to their advantage and then the rule change came. Yeah. So, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, they should be able did to you, play did on. You see, an interesting one to me was the new rule around runners and... Um, and the water runners oh, too. Oh, they can't be on the field. They can't come on the field at all in, unless it's after a goal. And they need to be off by the time the ball is bounced. See, that will that will probably put a bigger role on like, the captains. And yeah, the, that's uh, what I was thinking. Like a, like a lot more pressure on the leaders in the, in the teams to know the game plan and to make calls on the field too. That's, what, that's why you hope your team's got a good leader because now they're more important than ever. Do you think maybe coaches might start jumping on the sidelines a bit more or something like that? They should. Like, yeah, it's well because they can bark instructions from the sidelines. If, if that, yeah, because if you can't, let's say, let's say you're playing in the wet, and and maybe both teams are going to score six or seven goals each, like a, like an extreme case like that. 
which you might get in places like we saw cans. Um, yeah, cans. Or if uh, you're playing in Northern Territory. Yeah. Um, that's that's definitely likely. So you're not going to have many opportunities to give your team instructions between between or like during play. So. Know, yeah, sideline coaching could be a but thing. like all the like people complain about the rule change. Like, I, I liked it. I'm surprised they didn't bring in a red card rule. I think that will come Do in. They, eventually. It's not really necessary, though. I don't think. <coughs> like, it's not necessary, but I feel it should be there. Like in yeah. that gaff situation, imagine if that was like a like this is like going like. What Maybe if. what a red card like rule does is it puts in the back of a player's mind, like because obviously gaff. Like snapped, and he wasn't even thinking at all when he did. Yeah, see, but Freeman. But maybe would, a red card rule maybe would have made the difference between him yeah, holding see, back it, a little it bit. It was a bit unfair that he knocked. He basically got rid of one player from their team for the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah. West Coast yeah. weren't affected at all. Yeah, that's true. And it was almost for a whole quarter. It was, oh, it was a whole quarter. That happened in the third quarter, wasn't it? The, yeah. Like. I mean, it won't be used very often. It may not only get, may not even get used for like a whole season. But yeah. like, you would maybe think they they need to work on drafting that rule. They they didn't want to rush it. But that could yeah. be coming in the future, maybe. Like, if we see another case of like, wow, that should be ascending off this season, yeah, the next season, then maybe they they'll see, be like, seriously drafting a rule. I'm trying to think it. incidents that probably would be considered a send off in the past few years. The only ones I can think of would would be gaff. Mm. Maybe Tommy Bug. Yeah. Even Hole. then, like, yeah. Even then, like Barry Hole's one probably should have been a send off. <laughs> it would have been a send off. Because that was literally. <laughs> I reckon a... it would have been a send off. But see, that to me, that's a bit different than like. Guff got six weeks. Hole got eight weeks. To me, that's a bit stiff on Hole. Even though, because if you watch the footage, yeah, Staker is niggling the absolute no, but shit weren't, weren't out of there me. Two, there were two. He got suspended for two instances in the same game. I think wasn't it? Oh, maybe. I think because there was a scuffle after what happened, and then he he got a little because bit added. I, I honestly, and also because he broke his hand that game. Yeah. So he was injured, and I think the AFL might have added a little bit extra for that too. Yeah. I see. I think like because if you look at the footage, like everyone has seen this footage by now. Like everyone. If you haven't seen this footage, you know what's yet, funny to me about this listening. is I would not know Staker's name, Brett Staker's name, if it wasn't for for Barry Hall. Yeah, same here too. Actually, same here too. Like, <laughs> I would not know who he was. Like, if you watch the footage, I don't think Barry Hall meant to do like it was a perfect punch. Like oh, it he was wasn't right looking, on the and button. He, he just like. He didn't even have to look, he knew where he was. So, I mean, it's not like Gaff where Gaff literally like looked at him and went bang. Like, obviously he wanted to hit him. Gaff just swung his arm. Yeah. He, he just swung his arm and happened to like clock him like a perfect punch. Yeah, it's right on the chin, like the, the, the side of the chin is that. It's, it's, yeah, that's the spot. Yeah, but poor Brent. Like, Brent Sager's a household name, but not for probably the reason. Do you reckon he gets stopped in the street? Like, <laughs> like sometimes people are like... <laughs> People come up like shadow boxing him. <laughs> gets flashed. They play uh what's the song Shadow Boxer by the Angels? <laughs> shadow Boxer <laughs> Like uh that would be like to be known as an AFL footballer just for being knocked out. Knocked out, yeah. But like he wasn't a bad player, that's nothing. Like Yeah, he was a decent. Yeah, well, like he's playing on Barry Hall, so yeah. yeah. I think he won a flag he, he he won a flag, like he Did probably he win a flag with Brisbane. On uh, West Coast. Oh, he's with West Coast, that's right. He went to Brisbane, though. 
You went to where, Brisbane after. West Coast, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. That's what, like, he probably doesn't care. He's probably happy. Yeah, well, he's got a, yeah. He's probably sitting down there him. somewhere in Perth. <laughs> like, on the beach. His jaw perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> did, did he got his bra broken, broken, didn't he? Probably, uh... I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Not sure. Not sure about that one. Yeah, but speaking of... a serious of, concussion, though, I'm pretty... Yeah. Sure speaking of gaff, are you surprised that you stayed at West Coast? No. No. It was almost the worst kept secret, secret in football that he was going to There North. was a point there where I thought he was coming and I was starting to get really excited. Um, but I'm not surprised that he chose to stay. Smart decision, I think. Yeah, I do too. Like, Why would you leave the, the reigning premiers and when you're also, only going to add to that team? That's what I mean. Like, it also adds something to the other players. Think they could, like, you no, know, like, it could be like, fuck, Bulldog swear jaw. Be like a bulldog situation. They want a flag. <laughs> Their motive, like, they actually didn't say that they did have motivation that year. Yeah. The funny in inspiration captain didn't get to play. Yeah. That wasn't good enough for him. Yeah. But like, this gaff situation is kind of like Bob Murphy, in that sense that he wasn't there. They still won the flag. He will enter and make that team better. Yeah, he will make he, that team better. He hasn't tasted the premiership success. I actually thought that he might have left if they had lost. I did too, actually. He may have felt like he would have been the difference. Especially yeah. in such a close game. So if they lost that game by a goal, less than a goal, he would have been thinking, if I've been playing in this game, I may have been, I very may well have been the doors. difference. And we would have won the premiership. And he, that guilt might have pushed him out the door. Yeah. Sliding doors. But the fact that they won and like it's sort of all is forgiven doesn't matter because we won anyway. Yeah. And now they'll, they're, and the, and the, the fact that he's only going to make that team better. God. Yeah, I'm not surprised that he stayed at all. I think it was a smart decision. I do too. Like, yeah. Also, if he, like, if he came back to Melbourne, he'd have the media spotlight all in his face. And yeah. for the first six months of the season, it would all be about the punch. Yeah. His comeback game, would, and I think he still misses a couple of games to start of the season. Yeah, I think he misses. No, oh no, I, don't, I think he may miss he? one. One, yeah. But I think, yeah, no, he misses two, one or two, one or because two. I think it was West Coast had to win all their game, like had to lose, like had to play all four finals for him yeah. to play oh, the grand okay, final. Yeah. Can we take a break. Yeah, we'll take a break and we'll uh, break. come back with. More traits. <laughs> yeah, well, like, we'll get straight into uh, what do you reckon has been? Who are the winners and Ooh. who are the losers? Jeez, I, sure. should we run through? Like, we run through a few of these traits. We've already talked pretty much at length about I've the biggest loser at uh, the biggest loser of the trade period. Yeah, yeah, like, I think yeah, Gold Gold Coast, Gold Coast yeah. like. Even, but that's even just a bigger loser than um, GWS. Um, I have got a full list here. There were a total of forty-two trades. I could, I could run through. How many them. happened <laughs> in the past two hours? Thirty-nine. Uh, yeah, I think I've got at least four here in the like almost in the last last hour, which was Dane Beams, number of picks, Nick Newman, uh, Shill. 
Roughhead and Mark Adams. All happened in like the last half hour, I'm pretty sure. Or the last hour yeah. at least. Yeah. It like you would think things like that, they got ten days to sort it see, I've out. Got, I've got like a list here of like a lot of the trades. I would love to be able to see just a list of what every club received received and what they've got. Yeah, like what they gave up, what they what they I received. I feel like Port Adelaide have done quite well. Yeah, well they moved they traded picks with Fremantle. It was pick it was like pick eight or pick like seven or nine or something, and yeah. then they got like eleven and sixteen or something. Like well they did something where they moved up for two picks. And then Port Adelaide traded like what they what did they get for Pollock? They got eleven. Pick eleven and I think so we got it was Pollock and also um Pittard. And Pittard were bundled together and we gave them pick eleven and I think pick twenty something maybe. And I think we received another pick. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure actually. I can't remember. So they got they got like eleven and like they it got was. they got quite a lot of picks. And then they also got pick five and fifteen as well. So they got five, yeah. eleven. So it was it was Pollock, Pittard and forty eight went to north and they got pick eleven and a future fourth round pick. So they've gotten so either way Port Adelaide have five. 11, uh, 15, and 18. No, well, no, no, 11, no, 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 18 or 19 or something. Uh, no, 11 went to Frio, so Frio gave pick six and a future third round to Port, and then Port got, gave pick 11, 23, 30, and 49. So Fremantle traded pick six yeah, to, to get 11, the, 23, 30, but then, they traded that to Melbourne. Yeah. For Hogan. No, they they traded pick five, wasn't it? Hang on, let me go back up the top of this list. No, no, oh my. See, this is another thing with trade period. It's so com it's so complicated. It's so yeah. complicated and convoluted. Yeah, no. Like, um, oh. No, Brisbane got pick six that they traded for Neil. So Fremantle. No, so Frio gave six and twenty-three for Hogan and sixty-five. And they got picks. See, like. It's so, there's such a switching around of picks. And, it's a joke. And so much. It's so complicated now. I don't even really understand how it all. There's like point system allocated to each pick, and then you need a certain amount of points to be able to get like academy recruits or father sons. And so you got like North Melbourne. I think later in. Uh, today traded 31 for 47, 49, and 55 because those three picks would have a great, a larger, like rating value. or value than a single That's pick silly. of 31. Even though 31 comes earlier in the draft, they should just the high. Excuse me, the higher the pick, the better the value. It shouldn't be like okay. Well, I think that is how it works. But if you can, if you can double up on two picks, that's like all right. I want to, I want to figure out like a real world example based on the AFL system. So, let's say I have one $50 note. All right, <laughs> one $50 note. You have two 20s and a 10. Yeah. According to the AFL, <laughs> those two 20s and a 10 are worth more than the $50 note. Even well, though... Like if you had like three 20s versus 50. Yeah. It all adds up to be of greater value. 
even though the 50 is is like the more valuable note it's the most valuable note yeah I, see I think that's how that. you'd think about yeah I think that's kind of how but they try and work it out it's almost devaluing the draft in a way it's becoming it's just so complicated I can't follow it and I there's can't. so much like you said it earlier today it was it's just a trading of assets like it's just so much sideways movement that's what I mean like the, let's talk about the Rory Lob trade that was what Fremantle trade pick 11 pick 23 bunch of shit basically for Rory Lobb and pick 14 yeah that doesn't really like, that, that move like realistically like again, Rory Lobb's a good GWS player GWS are trying to get so they're giving up obviously I don't know why they gave up Lobb because I think he salary. has a lot, of, a lot of value they're trying to clear salary. up salary I think they're like they've got rid did of they have, did they almost have like um were they allowed to be like over the cap or something? They were. Yeah, so now that's like coming to an end, I think. So they've gotten rid of Setterfield, Scully, Lobb, and Shield. And like, who are all good players. And that, that Scully deal only went through because Melbourne agreed to pay out the rest of his contract. So GWS gave, him, or gave him to. Oh, sorry, Hawthorne, Hawthorne on yeah. the condition that they would pay out his contract because it was so high. They're not in a good spot, GWS, either, really. Like, they're on the down. They're Clearly, on the down Clearly, I think now. that they thought that they would load up and they would they would go over the cap for a bit so and they, they, they would potentially be playing for a premiership within the last three years. But they, that was their window. They, like, we, we, talked, we talked about this. Like, uh, we, we both said, has their premiership window shut? We both said now. no. I think, I think it, it is, is now. now. I think it is now. Well, I didn't think it was. Yeah, I didn't realize how, how like, what it brought they a predicament still have that so they're much in. quality on their list. Yeah. But Josh Kelly's rumored to leave. Like Caniglio was linked. Like. Well, yeah. There's rumors that Kelly has got a handshake agreement with the Roos to come at the end of next season. Yeah, that's. Which, I don't know. It could be total crap, but. That's what, like it's. But all he only these... signed a two-year deal, so we could be out the door. If it's not to North, it could be to someone else. Yeah, that's what, like... The only players I haven't heard any sort of trade grumblings from the Giants are, like, their two captains, like, Davis, yeah. Ward, Cameron, and Toby Green. Yeah. They're the only four that They're haven't... They're locked in. I think Toby Green was lo is locked in for, like, four or like, five years. Like, even guys like Caniglio, who... Caniglio and Kelly are, like, their two best players. Mm. They've been... Like... It's not good for the Giants. Because also, there has to be, like, a toll on like if like put yourself in the mind of a player if you're losing like four or five mates if you're close with like a number of people who are just yeah. like leaving and they're all ending up or mostly ending up in melbourne and and you feel like maybe the premiership window is, op is over <laughs> that um yeah that would that would kind of make you want to leave as you well. would think that the AFL may have to introduce like a scheme to keep players in Gold Coast and GWS but Sydney don't have this problem Sydney don't have players whenever you ever but they've heard they've got a strong culture they've, people always talk about the culture that's what I mean like you've there. never heard of anyone really being like like the last player I can remember who was apparently homesick, like, big player, mm. was Ryan O'Keefe. And he was going to go to Hawthorne. Sydney said no. He stayed there and he won another flag. Yeah. And he was happy. Yeah. Like, I can't see that happening with the Giants. <sighs> yeah, it's a tough situation. These, 
Like, and that's the thing, team. like, clearing salary, every player they've lost is a good player. And also, I think, like, I read a really good article for the grand final. It was about um, Hoskin Elliott. Yeah. And when he moved to Collingwood from GWS. And um, I had a few quotes from him, and basically the gist of it was he didn't realise the impact that the history of a club like Collingwood would play on him as a player. Yeah. Like, he walks into the Collingwood Football Club, he goes to training, he looks at the walls, he sees the history, and, and it has an impact on how be all, like, all the old-timers would come to, like, the training exactly. and talk exactly. to Exactly, but you don't have that at GWS. Who are you going to get to get, what, Luke Power, who played <laughs> one season? Yeah. Uh, Dean Brogan, one season. Uh, like... Sheedy. Sheedy. Why don't you just pick up a seat? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. We just had a, uh, we're sitting outside of the moment. We had a, we had a gentleman walk past us. I thought up, he was about to nick your bag. I did so too. I'm like, you better not, mate. But I think he picked up a uh, half smoked cigarette yeah. off the. Uh, Good on him. I hope he, I hope he enjoys it. <laughs> yeah, no. Singers are not, not for me. No. Unless I'm but, real, real pissed. Collingwood have to consider themselves. That was a, a surprise. That sort of came out of nowhere that Beams wants to go to Collingwood. That's a bit of a win. It did, but it did. Like, ev- like. Yeah, but it sort of. It, you know, I always thought that he'd go back to Collingwood eventually. Yeah, see, anyway, it was, a, it it was official that yeah. he was going to go back to Collingwood at the end of his contract. But see, here's an interesting question: If Collingwood didn't, if Collingwood won the grand final, yeah, would he be going back? I don't think he would. Well, I don't know. Because I think he probably feels that they got real close this year and if he goes back next year he feels that he could be the difference and be able to win that flag. I've got a feeling that it could be a case of Collingwood almost got lucky and next season they won't get lucky again. Yeah. And I, I would expect them to play finals but I don't think they'll be in the grand final next year. So at this stage who would you say would be the two teams in the grand final? I think it would be Richmond and West Coast. Richmond, you'd have to think. Well, Richmond should have been there this year. They and really I think should. They have. should be there, there next year. And they haven't lost anyone of note. They've added Tom Lynch. Yeah, they've only added to their list, and I think that they were easily the best team all year. They're more West Coast. Well, and West Coast. West Coast beat them, but it was yeah. over in the West. See, I think the league dodged. You think a... it's got to be those two in the grand final? Yeah. It's always hard to, but it's always hard to see past who's done well. This season, in the, in the in the season that's passed, yeah, and there's always a surprise. Collingwood was a surprise this season. Uh, well, you look at teams that finished. Richmond the, was a surprise when they teams won it. that have finished thirteenth the past two years have made the grand final. Guess who yeah. finished thirteenth this year? Was it the doggies? Yeah, it was. <laughs> you heard it if doggies in the grand final. Where's the fucking well. swear drop? <laughs> swear drop. Throw it in there. Like, let's talk about the Bulldogs. Like, they... Like, I don't know how to feel about their trade period. They lost Adams to Brisbane. Dalhouse to Geelong. Good riddance. Hmm. Gone. (laughs) Piss off. You can go be unmotivated down there. Uh, And and Jordan Ruffhead, who... To Collingwood, who... Hmm. I like that for Collingwood. He's a decent player. Yeah. He's always been hard done by Jordan Ruffhead. Interesting backup. I don't know if he'll play much. If at all. See, he's a key defender. He w- See, 
He was a key defender that the Bulldogs had to use as a ruckman because they had no one you think, else. Yeah, they might slot him into a more defensive role again. If Lyndon Duncan get a consistent game at Collingwood, yeah. so can Jordan Ruffhead. That's true. He's a better player than Lyndon Dunn. <laughs> Dylan Dunn's been pretty good at Collingwood. But yeah, I, think, I, mean, you, I Col- think you're right. Collingwood, yeah. Collingwood seemed to have the magic touch when it Together, comes to yeah. Chris Mayne. Uh, yeah, well, Dunn. it took him a while to get Chris Mayne rolling. But he's rolling. He's rolling now. Yeah, but you can see The only one that hasn't up. worked for us up the best recruit of all, Daniel Wells. Oh, yeah. We were he happy to let him go. He didn't retire, did he? He's still there? I don't know if he retired or not, actually. I don't think. I think if he retired, I think it. if he retired, he would have been at the parade. I think if, if he'd retired, I would have seen something on North social media. They would have. They would have, because yeah. they have for for other players that have retired, like um, Lindsay Thomas retired from Port, um, and they put a Ew. thing up. They put a thing up on their Ew. social media. Lindsay Thomas. Ew. Yeah, been been a good, good um. Good flog. It's been good. Good for North. A good flog. Yeah. Well, I would definitely hate him if he didn't play for North. There were definitely times he did things and you just sort of put your head in your hand like, oh, God, dude. (laughs) My main Lindsay Thomas memory is... uh, But he used to kick bags and I loved it. Good good Friday against the Bulldogs. He missed the shot of the siren. I think one of my favourite memories of him, I've got a couple. One is... um, Kick five goals against the Blues in a shootout with Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts also kicked five goals for the. So I think it was. I think actually no, he kicked six or seven. Lindsay Thomas did, and Eddie Betts kicked five or six. And it was basically the small forwards yeah. just going goal for goal. And my other favourite memory, we won that game by the way. My other favourite memory is him kicking three goals in the first quarter against Geelong in the semi-final in 2015. It would have been. Yeah. And uh. Yeah. Our first quarter alone, he kicked three goals and got us going. We won that game on the back of our first quarter. So it's interesting to see, like, because he went to Port and Port recruited all these like win now players, basically like Thomas, Watts, Rockcliffe. Yeah, true. Like Motlock. What a fail their season was. I mean, we've already gone through all that. That would be like, like we have, but like they're recruiting this trade period's been in the opposite direction. Yeah, they've gone yeah, for yeah, the yeah. future, and I think they've done really well. They stole. They literally went to Waverley Park, put Ooh. a bag over Ryan Burton's head, and like dragged him out. <laughs> they stole him. Yeah. Like. How did they? Yeah. He's 21 years old. He's not as good now. Like, Chad. They would be so aggressive this trade period. In terms of talent, like just pure, pure talent, Chad Wingard is probably a top three to five player in the AFL. But the motor and the drive has not been there for large, large Three to five players, of all players. In terms of just pure talent, like... Wingard. In terms of talent, like, if he... If you, if every player played at the same effort level, in terms of pure talent, I reckon that Chad Wingard would be a top three to five talent. I'm not so sure. He's a freak. Some of the things I've he seen... Is a, he is a freak. He's a freak and he, he doesn't try. If he actually puts those in things effort... Often, often you can't be so freaky if, if you... Put in the effort. You don't have the opportunities to be a freak if you put in the effort. Sometimes. Yeah, but he. Everyone said that he had a down season. He averaged 20 touches, three tackles, four clearances, and two goals a game. And Marcus, it. Yeah. And and only two other people in the league averaged that. And apparently that was a down season. Like. <laughs> yeah, I take your point. Like I'd say that that um Hawthorne, like Hawthorne didn't steal him they gave up a lot for him like yeah. Burton for Wingard probably is a bit stiff because of Wingard's issues with his 
sort of his um like his murder, his effort. Yeah. Like um, did you hear? Apparently, sometimes the a change of clubs though can really change. Yeah, apparently no one at Port Adelaide likes Wingard at all, or they did did not like him yeah. at all. Apparently, um, on trips, away trips, he would bring <laughs> his uh. PS4. He'd bring his PS4 along and he'd uh. Fortnite. Yeah, bit Fortnite in the ho hotel room. With FIFA. <laughs> he just would. Yeah, he alive. <laughs> oh God, it, torture, torture himself. <laughs> but like, he just wouldn't interact with any of the other. But mm. obviously, like, he won't get away with that shit at Hawthorne. No. Clarkson, no, Clark Kennett, smack it out Clarko, it. Kennett, Ruffhead. <laughs> they'll smack yeah, it. We're going. They'll smack that out he of him. He won't play if he's like that. Well, who do you reckon's won this draft period then? Hawthorne. Hawthorne? They got... Because they got Wingard. Scully is a question mark. They got, um, I can't remember the name off the top of the head, but he was like a number two or number four pick from Gold Coast. He's only played four games, mm. but they got him for like pick 40 and a future fourth round pick. Like really, like even though he's only played four games in two seasons, for a top five pick, basically getting him for f almost like for that, that's incredible. Yeah. Also, Carlton as well. Carlton, in my opinion, were, okay, yeah. they, they haven't. They didn't give up a hell of a lot, and they got players that they sort of need. Fasolo can get fit. That's a really, really good. Pick See, Fasolo is another one that sort of needs to get his head in the right place. Quality player. He, his best is or was really good. Right, yeah. That's Definitely. what I mean. Like, he actually is a loss for Collingwood. He's been injured, too. I think that's half his issue, that he's been... I think, um, actually, someone that... Or a club that I thought would be more aggressive was St. Kilda. See, they got I mean, Hennebury and that yeah. was it. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, we're forgetting. We're forgetting this really, really, really move the needle. Dean Kent. Yeah. St. Kilda. Dean Kent. Yeah, pick 65. <laughs> <laughs> I love how on this trade period there's been a few, like... Somewhat decent players getting traded for absolutely shit picks. Like Gary Rowan for pick yeah. 60, 61. Yeah. Ryan Clark as well for like, yeah. was part of that deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Ryan Clark went yeah. to Sydney, pick 61 went to North, and Gary Rowan went to Geelong. Yeah. I think it was Rowan went to. Geelong, Geelong for 61, then 61 went to North for Ryan Clark, yeah. and then we gave up like 60, Nine. 60 something, a late 60 pick for for um Tyson, Dom Tyson. Yeah, and then 68 for Aaron Hall. Well, we gave up Bruce and 68 and got Dom Tyson. Yeah, but then Bruce. Oh no, that's right, Aaron Hall. It was 68. Yeah, Aaron Hall. you're right. Aaron yeah. Hall's a decent player. Like, what are Gokers doing? Yeah. If Marcus Adams got traded from the Bulldogs. For pick like 33, 35. Aaron Hall is worth at least that. Because he, like, Marcus Adams is like, he's decent player. He's always injured. He's 26. Yeah. Like, ugh. I don't get oh, how I'll tell you uh, who uh, Gold Coast picked up. Yeah. These are, these are absolute, absolutely going to change the world. Anthony Miles and Corey Hellis from Richmond. Oh. <laughs> God. That's really, like, Top eight next season. <laughs> Anthony Miles, the uh, JJ listed medalist. Let's not forget Conquer to, to uh, Frio. <laughs> See, Fremantle did well as well. Fremantle right, did yeah. very well. They got Conquer, who they've wanted for ages. Hogan. Hogan's like that big fish. 
They've been going after a big fish now for like, seems like forever. They said that they weren't going to get him. And then all of a sudden today, they got him. Yeah. You guys got Lloyd. Western Bulldogs got Lloyd. Oh, Sam, like... Oh, and what, Taylor Duray, like... <laughs> <laughs> we're back in that middling oh. we're back in that middling sort of range where it's just yeah. like players that aren't getting to go at another club Yeah, they're like somewhat okay they're like oh yeah I'll come to Bulldogs okay game I can't see Sam Lloyd getting in the best team who would you rather have mm. Tory Dixon or Sam Lloyd in your team yeah probably Dixon Dixon he's a dead eye dick yeah dead eye Dixon he never misses yeah. like, it's amazing every time he marks the ball I'm like oh here's a goal that's Pencil what I mean, like, clubs, like, they're worth a crack because you basically get them for free, but. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, good depth. But he might get a game. Like, it was a bit stiff in all the at Richmond there. He played all the 2016. Right, yeah, he got pushed out. He's a bit lazy, too, I've heard, like, a bit, bit lazy. Mm. Another one of those, like, I'm so good naturally that I don't need to. Yeah, could be. Yeah. I think um, North's actually done quite well out of this trade period. Polek, Pittard. Pittard's a steal. Pittard, Tyson, and Aaron Hall. A lot of inside mids. Except they for... Go- uh, well, no, that's only... Polek is an inside mid. Hall's not an inside mid. Hall? It's no. not an inside mid. And neither is Polek. And neither is Pittard. So we've got one inside mid. <laughs> adding to our... <laughs> our Abundance. plethora of, or, of inside mids. See... Who's going to miss out at North now? You got Cunnington. Uh, you got Cunnington, so, Higgins. I'm actually going to pull up. Dad, Dad's been messaging me very excitedly about our um, drafting. And like, he actually sent me a good... It had like all the names of our midfield. Midfield of Cunnington, Higgins, uh, Ben Jacobs, probably the best tagger in the comp when he's fit. Ahern, who has turned around and become a very good, decent player. Davies Uniac. Who would be in his second year next year? Um, we picked up at like pick yeah. three or something. Um, Jed Anderson, who's turned his career around. Oh my god, what a year he had! Dom Tyson, we'll see what he can do. Pollock, exciting. Hole, exciting if he can get fit. Simkin, who is a kid still, I think will be entering his third year. Um, he's going to be good. Um, Dumont, who had a pretty good season, but he's like an inside and he's depth. And then you, and then adding to that, which he hasn't even mentioned, is Zebel, who probably won't even have to go through the middle anymore, and he can just play as a permanent forward. See, that's I mean, like, that's a lot of names. There, right there. There's a couple that will miss a game. Yeah. Do they go for the youth? Well, or no, do I don't they think they will for... because we tend to play a lot of our midfielders in the forward and the back line. Because where we're lacking is in our defence. Yeah. Well, who's your key defenders? Scott Thompson. It's good that Thompson's Robbie Tarrant. Thompson and Tarrant. Like Thompson's yeah. got one year left, Max. Yeah. Terrence is prime. Look, our defense is a bit is weak. They don't really don't have any running midfielders, as well. Like, I can't think of the top of my head like a like like a running sort of like penetrating halfback that they have. Yeah, well, that's why I've gone for players like Pollock and Hall. And see, Hall yeah. can play that. I reckon you can put him there. Yeah. Even like, even someone like Pittard. Pittard could do Pittard, that. Yeah, if he can. Yeah. Look, that's where we where we sort of lack but I think we've done quite well in this trade period even if we did miss out on uh, on the big fish yeah like it's a bit if you're north you'd be happy 
you'd, you'd be happy. Definitely. Um, well, they're talking about a couple of good draft picks coming our way from Academy and um, Father Son as well. Yeah. The draft will be interesting. Like, i got to be honest, the draft is probably the one thing in football I don't really know a lot about. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you'd have to follow it throughout the, the year. I know more about the NBA draft than I do the AFL <laughs> draft, in all honesty. You'd have to follow TAC Cup. And sort of, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Closest I get to follow the TAC Cup is that show that they have on after the Sunday footy show, like yeah. Terry Wallace. Why don't they chuck it on the footy? Like, VFL is on Channel 7, right? Yeah. Why don't they chuck on the TAC Cup? Like, Fox footy. I'd have it. Even, even, even on, even on Fox, Fox footy. Fox footy does show. I think they do show some of the TAC Cup. Certain games. Yeah. Not all of them. Certain games. I suppose the TAC Cup... There's like every, show, every show, state's got its own. Yeah, so I think they show those games. I've definitely seen. They show. I know Vic they show Metro the champ- play on the. I know they. I know the they show the under 18 championships and yeah. stuff. But they're introducing a nationwide under 18s. Yeah, interesting. That's what it used to be. It used to be the, the clubs would have under 19s. That was basically yeah. the TSA Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was run by the clubs. It'll be, mm. like, speaking of losers of the trade period, like, we've talked a bit, like, GWS. Uh, I reckon that also, in terms of losers, I'd put the Bulldogs in that category because they tried to get Wingard. They failed. They didn't really get anyone of consequence back. Yeah. They didn't do too well. Adelaide as well. Did they do anything? No. They didn't make a single trade with I think they wanted to. They wanted to move up in the draft to get Lacocious and they didn't. Right. They made Who trades. Were there any other clubs that actually didn't get involved at all in this trade period? Yeah. Mm, like... Probably... Richmond didn't make it. Richmond didn't Richmond, really make... Richmond like, had one big one. Yeah. Collingwood um, did. Essendon did. St Kilda. Essendon. God, they've done well. So they gave up pick nine for Dylan Shield. And a future and first. And a future round. first. Wow. Jeez, that's expensive. Yeah. That's really expensive. But see, they're probably hoping that next year that they're they... are gambling, I think, a little bit. Like, next year that they get... That they improve. Like, they make finals next season that so they don't... That pick isn't like... Yeah. Dylan Shield is going to really add to Essendon's midfield. I mean, I think they've paid overs a little bit, but um, their midfield's going to be really see, good. See, basically every free agent or trade piece, you usually do end up paying overs. Yeah, that's true. So, to me, like... If you Melbourne, don't have leverage, if you don't have any leverage... Melbourne didn't pay overs to get May. They got Cole Jesney, K. Cole Jesney as well. That's awesome oh, for Melbourne. Melbourne's done really Pick well. Pick six. And see, I don't that's think Hogan is much of a loss. I don't either. Like, we've discussed, like... They yeah, play better when, they, when he's on the team. Like, Tom McDonald's probably... Tom McDonald had a better season up for than any Jesse Hogan yeah. season. Yeah. And Stephen May, like... Tom McDonald now will be a permanent forward because Stephen May will just slot straight back into his slot. Yeah. And they get Jackie... They get Jake Lever back too. Like, yeah, yeah, true. Scary. They'll be top four next year again. Yeah, for so sure. I can see Melbourne... We're talking about who's going to be in the grand final. I can see Melbourne in the grand final next year. I they need could, things to go right. I could. They needed it all to come together again. But. I put them in the same category as the Collingwood. See, to me, because Melbourne play really attacking football. It's really exciting. It can be quite overwhelming when they get ahead a of steam. Yeah. I think they could be really. Their crowd them. needs to do a chant like the Collingwood, okay. like the Boy, Col- just Melbourne. Demons. <laughs> yeah. But then. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> Too busy with the cheese platters. <laughs> but like, overall trade period's been like, it hasn't been that surprising. Like there's been a lot happening, but there hasn't been like a shock. Yeah. But, oh, like the Not only massive ones. Ryan Burton's the biggest shock. Like, that's a pretty big shock that Hawthorne were willing to trade him. Mm. Seeing that he's only really been there for three years and he's yeah. like such a crucial piece of their future. You're trying to cut a kid loose like that, yeah. That yeah. was weird, actually. Maybe see, maybe there's something that we're not hearing about. See, maybe he probably thought that he eventually was going to go back home to South Australia. That could be a bit of it as well, yeah. Like, I'll definitely think about that. Like, that's the thing, like, the interstate teams and supporters mostly don't realise when they complain about how Victoria biased the AFL is. Like, they they get all these players that just, like, they go to Melbourne and then they they want to leave and go back home after a, a few seasons. But it's also the same and with happens all Mal- the time. Melbourne players too. Like, yeah. Like, look at, like, obviously, like, trying to think of examples. Gaff was going to be like that. Homesick. Wanted to come back. Yeah. Like, I think they just use it as an excuse, players. I do too. I'm homesick. I want to go. I want to go home. You get paid. Force a move. You're getting paid almost a million dollars. Like, like you're getting paid half a million dollars to play a game. Yeah. <laughs> for six months, for eight months of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up. Why wouldn't you want to live in somewhere like Brisbane or Perth, where the weather's better? Yeah, and you're getting paid squillions. You're getting paid squil- squillions to yeah. play a game. A kid's game, really. Like, <laughs> like, 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 a, like a trivial thing. You get paid more than what I will earn in the next 10 years, most likely, for one season. <laughs> and you're complaining about wanting to come home. Like, we haven't talked about this man yet, but this is exactly, this is the perfect time to bring up. Tim Kelly. Mm. Yeah. One season of Geelong, and he's having to suck. Yeah, about wanting to go home. Freeman was like, all right, you want to come home? We got very good first round picks. Yeah. We will make that decision for you. You know what he says? He basically tells them, fuck no, I don't want to come play for Fremantle. Yeah, he wanted to go to play play with uh, the Eagles. Yeah. You can't be that homesick. They came knocking and he didn't tell them to piss off. But Geelong certainly did. Yeah, as they should. Yeah. As they should. Like, he may leave at the end of next season when he's out of contract, but... The players well, almost. He might end up in Freo. The players he could are, end up anywhere. Like he's not going to Freo because if he was going to go to Freo, he'd be there now. Yeah. Because, like. Nobody wants to say he might not have a choice. Yeah. He know. cannot be that homesick. If a team from where he said he was homesick yeah. from, I've given him, given him a way home. Given him a way home, and it. he's refused it yeah. to go play for West Coast. He's obviously just wants to go play for West Coast. Yeah. It's. I don't like it. Like, he's a mature age crew. Geelong picked him. Like, they've given him like consistent football his first year. Yeah. He has a lot to thank them for. Yeah, certainly. And it's not he's like they very good football. And it's not like they've been a dickhead with him. Like, obviously, like his family want to go back, but like they've tried to accommodate. Like, yeah. I've read it. Like they've tried to do all this for him, and he basically has poo-pooed it all, mm. and is like, I don't care. I want to go back. Like, apparently all day today, him and his manager were on the phone to Scott, the Geelong, like, our, like, managers and that, trying to get them to break his contract. Just break it so he can go back. Bloody hell. (coughs) 
I don't think that's professional. Like, yeah. Obviously, like managers are gonna try and pull moves and <laughs> strong arm clubs, but yeah, I don't like it. If he didn't want to go to Geelong to begin with, why did he go there to play? He, he just because you get drafted doesn't mean that you have to go. Yeah. Like you can wait another year. Like, I'm sounding very harsh, but like, I think he like. In terms of a loser, in terms of image, he's been the biggest loser in terms of image. Mm. I don't think it's been a good look. Like, another guy, like, it's very... We'll see how he responds next year, like, whether he can back up his football. Because if he has a season next year where he doesn't perform, he underperforms. See, will this damage him? Like, will, that will how, damage his reputation. How will the Geelong fans act towards uh, him? I they know he probably, doesn't want to be there. No, I think they'll try and, try and bring him around, you'd think. Yeah. Try and give him all the sports that's so, he, like, so that he decides still, maybe he wants to stay. There's still know. one season to go. He still may decide to stay. Like, yeah. this is a different sport, but this is like in the NBA, Paul George got traded to Oklahoma City. Everyone was saying he's going to be there one season. He's going to go to Los Angeles. Yeah. He was there at OKC for one season and then he decided to stay. Signed a five year deal. Mm. He's staying there because he liked it. They want him over. That could still happen with Tim yeah, Kelly. Definitely. I and that's can't how they see should it. be thinking about it too. I can't see it happening, but it could. Geelong were in the right to not get rid of him. Yeah, of course they were. Especially for what West Coast were offering, what, picks 15 and 30 something. Although it was two picks in the 20s. Isn't it like 20 and, and something else? Like, maybe. Because they got picked 20 for Lyset, so they were going to pass that on to Geelong and then something else. That's a joke. Yeah, 20 for Lysa, it's crazy, huh? 20 for Lysa, 25 for Luke Dalhouse. But I think, like, like decent Ruckman are a, are a premium. See, that's another question. Do you think that the AFL is overvaluing key position players? No. Because we can look at that with the trades. Like, look at Scully when pick 57, Aaron Hall for pick 68. They're good players. Yeah. But... Marcus Adams, who's injury prone and is a decent player when he's fit. Not a great player, a decent, solid mm. player. Went for pick 33. You need key position Ooh. players. You're like, you need those big and body key true, position players. Truly, they rarely become available as well. Exactly. Like, and there's not that many market. of them that are decent. That's why I was shocked that... Small Freem mids are a dime a dozen everywhere. Yeah, that's why I was shocked that Freeman weren't willing to just give the whole shebang to get Jesse Hogan they've always wanted to yeah well they got together. their man in the end yeah they played the smart smart game I think you were saying oh you were, I remember you today were like oh Fremantle's got Jesse Hogan and Cam McCarthy you know Cam McCarthy's a spud <laughs> yeah he's a spud yeah he used to be good at it the just GWS. dawned on me that like they've got Cam McCarthy and Jesse Hogan now do you reckon that, I reckon there'll be a bit of a rivalry there like I reckon that there'll be like well, I Jesse don't think Hogan's gonna be the top dog Cam McCarthy's... I don't body. think he'd be willing to accept that. Cam McCarthy? Do, yeah. <laughs> but at least Hogan... Like, we couldn't accept it at GWS even though he's... Hogan's going to get there with so much pressure as well. Because mm. he's like the hometown kid coming home. Yeah. He's the... Realistically, he's the biggest recruit they've ever had. Yeah. In terms of like a, a player coming into the club. He's yeah, the biggest it's, it's recruit they've yeah, ever had. Yeah. That's a good point. He, he should, well, he's a good player. He'll be, he'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be right. But 
Just gonna have Nat Five passing in the ball. So. Yeah. Like, but when the pressure sort of hit him at Melbourne, he did stumble at times. Yeah. And that was at Melbourne. I feel like the pressure in Fremantle yes. will be heightened. It's a little bit inconsistent, I think, and maybe sometimes it's not not really that damaging. Like, he'll be yeah. getting the ball, but not really be that damaging. He's definitely at his best when he's pushing up the ground and taking marks up on half forward. I think he'll be all right. Yeah. Do well. But that, that's a big win. So, like, winners for me, like, Fremantle, Carlton, Essendon, Hawthorne, losers, Bulldogs, Suns, Giants. <laughs> losers. R- yeah. Losers. Oh, also for winners, Brisbane, too. Even though they lost Dane Beams. Yeah. Collingwood's a winner as well. They get fucking Dane Beams yeah, back. Yeah, they got Beams. For not a lot. Collingwood win, Richmond win. Basically, no, St Kilda probably win too. They didn't give up anything. They got Henry. They didn't, yeah, they didn't give up much. That's what I mean, like... Yeah, they this won. This was almost they a win-win for everybody. They won that trade, yeah. This, was bas- this trade period was basically almost a win-win for most of the clubs that got involved. Yeah. I mean, the clubs that lost are the ones who just lost players and didn't really add anything. Yeah. Right. I can't see any clubs that have brought, like, plays in that you'd say have, like, just failed. So, I mean, like, I won't lie, like, reading all of the things that happened this trade period seemed really exciting, but actually talking about it out loud now... Yeah, it's just kind it's of... Like, oh. not, it's not as exciting as I thought it the was. The media really hype up trade period. They do, like, you listen to a trade every radio... Every day, every day there's something... You, there's you, you hear Damian Barrett with, like, it's like, there's 27 minutes to go in trade period. Will yeah, Dave Beams be traded? Will Dylan Shield be traded? 26 minutes to go, like... Yeah. They must love it, because it just means that they've got... Their job's basically extended. The season's over, but it's not, because there's so much more... There's so much This is on. their season. Yeah, this is where they get to write... <laughs> articles every bloody... Every hour. Yeah, like, this is where... Like... They do. Like... And it's interesting, like, because footy's still, like, the back page of the Herald Sun. Even yeah. though there's, like... Other things going on, like the A League starts this weekend. Yeah. The crickets, the Australian Dude, oh, cricket we're, team. Uh, we're struggling. We're ninety-three for one. After getting bowled out for a hundred and what, hundred and eighty something? Yeah. Yeah. Not I good. don't think any miracles will bust us out this time. By the looks of it, no, like I it's think it's only we... day two. Well, we're not going to be able to bat out three days. Speaking of cricket, I've been uh, reading. I'm just going to pull it out here. Morning. Morning. <laughs> uh, creatively titled No Spin. <laughs> I love how No Spin is in like size 20 text and then Shane Warne is in like size 70 text. Yeah, and then, there's, and then there's like with Mark Nicholas, with Mark like Nicholas a low. Like, bottom, yeah. It's I'm like not, even allowed that on that's the That's what we like. We, everyone who is reading <laughs> this book knows who Mark Nicholas is. Yeah. It just doesn't like. I just want to read some of like. I haven't read much of this book. <laughs> I just want to give yeah. some of the names for the chapters. The copyright name is actually copyrighted Flipper Underground. <laughs> That's a very interesting... So he's got, he's got like some yeah. business venture there. Uh, chapter, chapter 4, The Hood. <laughs> chapter 11, Australia. 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 Wow, there's a lot of chapters. Holy shit. Chapter 20-something. John. 
chapter, uh, like two after that one, match fixes. Some of these some of these chapters are two pages long. That's not a chapter. Oh, uh, this is a personal favourite. Uh, I don't know whether people. This is a landmark in Melbourne on uh, Chapel Street. We're going to the Como, but first we're dot 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 like a pause. Going to get married. <laughs> he doesn't sound too confident there, Warnie, does he? That like that's the right thing to do. Uh, there's another one, the box of tricks. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Uh, Gilly, chapter called Gilly. Oh, nice. Yeah, I want to read that one. Yeah. Um, What's Gilly been getting up to? If you notice, there's been a lack of uh, things that we've got a chapter on match fixes. Yeah, Ooh. but there's been like a there has been a lack of so, lack so far of what most people associate with Shane Ward. Like the diuretic. That, that's the name of a chapter. <laughs> like that would be a very interesting chapter. We got Elizabeth. Yeah. This chapter called Elizabeth. It's me. That's uh. <laughs> Obviously, talking about this early, the Snape sessions. That's a bit. That's a bit weird. But there's no chapter here called like women. You think there'd be one where it's like women are? Oh shit! Oh, you've ripped the page. I ripped the page. Shit. There's one called "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." Like he wrote a chapter on his time on "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." That's something like it's very. Bogan-esque book. <laughs> like, it's a thick volume. Thick volume. It Are should there be... pictures? I think there's pictures. I hope there's pictures in the middle. Oh, there's what? two. There's two lots of pictures. What pictures, though? Do you reckon there's a picture of him from, like, what was it the 05 Ashes series? <laughs> in, like, that room where he's got his, like, ducks down? Oh, there's him with St. Kilda. Oh, we got awesome. some classic 90s Oh, Woody with uh, Michael Hutchins from In Excess. That's a classic picture. Got a few cricket pictures. A lot of cricketing pictures. I think the uh, second picture thing must not be. Uh, oh, more cricket pictures. Warnie at the poker table. <laughs> Warnie with. Uh, got Liz Hurley. That's Sheila. Aaron I know, Hamill. He's got two photos. Aaron so. Hamill is best mate. Former St. Kilda footballer. Mattia. Time of litter. God, these are... Uh, Beckham. That's me with Shane Warne. That's me. That's me with <laughs> Shane Warne. I'm holding... He's holding my guitar. Wow. That's our Ed Sheeran. If anyone doesn't know, that's with Shane Warne. That, like... I want scandal in this book. <laughs> what I know it's about you? filled with scandal. It's got to like to be, to be fair. The opening thing is Mark Nicholas is like author's note saying how he met Shane Warne. It's '93 in like the Aussies are playing the first county game, and Mark Nicholas was there like watching the game, and he's rushing home because he and he's really nervous because he's going to propose to his girlfriend. And he pulls up to her, to her house, and he goes to like walk up the steps to the door, and Shane Warne comes out and says, <laughs> "Oh, sorry, mate, I just got to go now." And Mark Nicholas says he wants to wanted to hit him. He thought that Shane Warne was banging his banging his missus. <laughs> what, was, what was he doing there? Uh, apparently, they were just having like some drinks with like few other friends. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love Warney though. He's well, going to be, like, I'm hopefully going to see him on Friday. I'm so excited. Yeah, he'll be at Southern Cross. Doing a book signing. 
Yeah, I'm more excited that than the bloody start of the A League. I tell you. <laughs> like, do you reckon? Like, are you, are you excited at all for the new season of the A League? Uh, yeah, I am pretty excited. I don't get as excited as like when the footy's starting. Like, I don't I'm know. I'm excited like, for Saturday night. I think it'll be good fun. It should be good fun. Like. Pleasant, give me something to watch. I have like an interest in the A League, but it doesn't really get me, doesn't get me up. And I about. prefer the EPL. I prefer basically any other soccer. I do league. too. Although United are just killing me, absolutely. They're shit. Me. United uh, are shit. I, I'm not looking forward to seeing them get battered by Chelsea on Saturday night either. So they'll probably pull something out of their ass. I hope so. It's at the bridge though, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's at Stamford Bridge. Maybe. I think so. Oh, God. Hazard always kills us. I'm just, I'm not looking forward probably, to it. And I've, probably, already, I've still got no minutes from the FA Cup final. There'll probably be rumours of, like, Mourinho getting sacked no matter what, and then they'll, like... Oh, there's going to be rumours about him getting sacked no matter what throughout the rest of the season, because... Well, we're not just, going through a good run right now. No. Well, and, he uh, was meant to be... Apparently, he was going to be sacked after the Newcastle game. Yeah, and then we pulled that out, pulled a win out of our ass. So maybe they really just need to threaten sacking him. Every game for the rest of the season, and he will do well. Oh, it just United just doesn't make sense at the moment. It just they don't play like United. They don't look like United. They just play. They're individuals that are bigger than the team. The defense is a fucking shambles, absolute shambles, and has been for a year, for years, at least five or six years. The defense has been a joke. What since Fergie left? Oh, yes. And I no one's done anything about it. Has been a shambles since he left. Oh. So many big name signings that have come and gone. Mate, but not Di Maria Kezuke came for a season and where? Kezuke Honda's biggest signer than all of them. I'm you excited to see Honda play. I hope he gets a free kick. See what he can do with that. Guarantee he will play 60 minutes and get subbed off. He won't play for. I feel game. like I actually feel like he's not going to do anything. <laughs> he he, will, he won't have much of an impact. Honestly, I, I, if, I think Toivonen's going to have more of an impact. I think Toivonen, like, yeah. But if you're, like, a soccer player, like, say, like, you're a good, like, player like Honda, and you get paid $2 million to come play soccer in Australia, I would just treat it as a massive holiday. Yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of players do, too. Like, really, if you look at the A-League marquees, how there many... There was a preseason game, and uh, Honda was playing in it, and he, he looked pretty... Look pretty uh, slow, fat. a little bit stiff. Not fat. He looks, he looks pretty trim, but looked like he couldn't run. D- he didn't look shit. like he could run. Speaking of someone who can run, you say Bolt. Oh. <laughs> he scored twice. The second goal was probably. It was a bit ridiculous. The worst goal I've ever seen in my life. Even the first goal was. He's just put his foot through it, and the keeper, the keeper should have stopped it. It's gone straight underneath the keeper. Yeah. The second one was even worse. The defender and the keeper collided with each other and you say, well, just had to Okay, just ran, ran in. But, yeah. like, what's the deal with the Fortnite dancers? Oh, no. Man, I don't understand this you're whole playing, Fortnite You're team. playing like a like a national Premier League side. You're not playing friggin' like, big. Do you Fortnite dancers are a little bit ridiculous. Do you reckon he'll get signed? Yeah, I think he will, yeah. I do too. I think they'd be mad not to. Well... I think we're we're starting to really ramble on here, so we might have to. We are rambling a little bit. We'll have to. Uh, this, this whole podcast been very off the cuff, very unplanned. Like we thought we'd <laughs> have a lot more to talk about for trade period, to be fair. But once I we actually talk for well, how long have we been going about now? Probably over an hour. Yeah. Like yeah, but always a pleasure, Zach. 
always always a pleasure and we'll p- talk soon just so yeah, <laughs> yeah three points in podcast probably see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah three points in podcast facebook spotify you know the drill by now it's everywhere it's all over share with your mates everywhere it's everywhere it's growing it's going off it's going off and we'll see you next time Cobbies have a safe one uh, if you go into the uh, Melbourne Derby safe flares are key yep safe flares yep. are key don't get in trouble with the police <laughs> and enjoy <laughs> <laughs>